change the way you think about yourself and relationships forever. Your weekly dose of mind-opening audio goodness starts here with the Raw Attraction Magazine podcast. Hi everyone and welcome to this podcast. Today we are with Ruby May and we're going to be talking to her about sex expansion. How you doing Ruby? I'm really good, thank you. Great, can you tell us a little bit about your workshops? I know I've done a workshop with you and how awesome they are. But yeah, if you could tell the listeners a little bit about them as well, that'd be great. Yeah, so the workshops I do are kind of using sexuality as a as a gateway for personal growth and expansion and specifically looking at a lot of the workshops are looking more of the shadow sides of sexuality so exploring the realms of conscious kink which is the workshop that you did with me Steve a few months ago what your question was how I got into giving workshops yeah what was your journey into where you are now really yeah I used to I used to make burlesque and fetish costumes so I was kind of always intrigued by, I was fascinated by anything that I saw that was sex positive to me. I think some of your listeners will be familiar with the term sex positive and, and some perhaps not. But uh, for me, whenever I looked out into the world, everything I saw that had to do with sex um, just felt kind of seedy and gross and geared towards men. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I discovered the... A whole burlesque scene and this was about 10 years ago just before it uh, really took off the whole revival thing and uh, this was really exciting to me because it felt really positive it felt empowering to women it felt kind of quirky and and clever and so I kind of immersed myself in that world and started making costumes um, and did that for a few years and realized that there was kind of more waiting for me and sort of followed my heart and ended up um, studying something called sexological bodywork during which I had to um, teach something to get my qualification and realized that I really enjoyed teaching and so the institute invited me back and during that whole period um, I was always really interested in um, exploring kink in my private life so, yeah, anything to do with power dynamics, power play, rope bondage, um, different kinds of intense sensation. And uh, I started combining that in my work with sexological bodywork and, and tantric massage. And that just sort of took off. And so, yes, I was giving individual sessions and I was uh, teaching more and more, just following my intuition, really, and feeling like there's a really deep need um, for this kind of work so I've had a really powerful flow of just doors opening up and being able to um, yeah share my passion and share this work with a lot of people. Mm, where do you think that deep need comes from is it just the lack of education or are there other reasons around it? Yeah I mean there's an, a huge amount of shame around sexuality that has to do with many different things. And so I think people are really grateful and hungry to be in very non-judgmental spaces mm-hmm. um, where there's a real permission for people to connect yeah, with, 
with their sexuality and everything else it connects to, because it's never just about sex. Um, our sexuality is connected to everything. So yeah, to be in really non-judgmental spaces where there's a lot of permission to explore. And do you think that non-judgment around kink is changing at the moment? And, and I guess like when you when you look at the facts, like that um, the Fifty Shades of Grey book that even my mum has heard of. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, gone are the days where BDSM is just this little underground community of people who wear black leather. I yeah. think the fact that so many people read or have heard about this book is because, you know, people have a resonance with it. No one's sexuality really fits in a box, and especially the power dynamics, you know, the, the thing about dominance and submission that this book goes into. It's like, I think power dynamics... A lot of people have a connection between sex and power. And, yeah, a lot of people are hungry to, to find playful and safe places to explore it. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about your intimacy coaching? The intimacy coaching is working with individuals who have had very little um, rewarding and fulfilling sexual romantic intimacy in their lives and to reach the point where they really want to reach out and make a positive change. So I work more specifically with men um, with with this issue. And yeah, it involves, it's kind of quite a different way of working with people because there's plenty of people who work with sexuality and, and intimacy issues by talking, you know, like coaches and therapists and sexologists. Um, and there's a growing number of people who work with body work, like sexological body workers and tantric massage therapists. And then there are people like me, and there are people, but not so many of us, who actually work with intimacy. That means that I will just be really present with my clients and look at our relationship and what is present between us, what kind of impulses and desires are there between us. And... I'm just a mirror for people and to support people to practice being themselves and practice being with another woman, practice um, communicating their desires, practice touching someone, um, practice finding their flow with just, um, yeah, being physically intimate with someone. Is it that they're just looking to improve their intimacy skills? Yeah, it's like I I work with people who are really frustrated because of the lack of intimacy in their life. So it's not just about receiving intimacy, it's about learning something. It's about learning how they can come more into their bodies. It's learning how they can be more present with a woman. It's learning how they can let go of their fears and the patterns that limit themselves and um, find their, their flow and their joy with being with a woman. So, yeah, it's about the learning, not just about enjoying intimacy. Um, yeah. So how would you recommend to the women listening to invite the men to be more intimate with them? Ooh. I mean, intimacy is not just about being sort of physically close to someone. We often think about intimacy as being, you know, physical closeness. Intimacy really is is when you show yourself, you show what's underneath, you expose yourself. There's something, there's a meeting of two people where there's some kind of truth, some kind of realness um, and rawness 
that's there. And so I think, you know, if you want to invite someone to be more intimate with you, you also <laughs> have to um, take the steps by revealing what's currently happening with you. You know, how do I feel? What's actually going on with me? So you're saying intimacy doesn't have to be that physical touch. It can be just be as simple as saying something as like, I'd like to get to know you more. Yeah, absolutely. It can be like communicating your desires. It can be showing what emotions you feel. It can, you know, anything that involves opening up and being transparent. Why do you think guys have a problem with this? Well, I wouldn't say that it's only men who have a problem with that. I would say that um, culturally all beings um, in our culture have have uh, difficulty with um, intimacy because the killer of intimacy is shame. Yeah, shame, the, the belief that there's something wrong with us. Mm. And so this is why we avoid intimacy. We avoid really showing ourselves because we're afraid that we'll be um, judged. We're afraid that we're not good enough. We're afraid that there's something kind of wrong with us, that we should be different. And I think our culture kind of conditions us to feel this way. Um, you know, we foster a culture of competition. Yeah, it feels like the culture we live in is not really conducive to, to opening up and being transparent. Um, I think men are attracted to my work because I'm a woman and it's, you know, they... If, if it's a man who is um, heterosexual and attracted to women, then it will be the most valuable probably to work one-on-one with a woman. What do you see as the difference between love and intimacy? Is there any difference? Oh, love and intimacy, well, I guess they're related. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're significantly related because intimacy is about the, the truth of what's really going on inside yourself and between you and the world, between you and another person. And love is embracing everything, is embracing all. And so love definitely fosters intimacy. Now, speaking about kink and intimacy, for me, certainly before the workshop, I didn't realize that, you know, there could be so much intimacy within a kink or BDSM environment. So... Is that the case that there's intimacy everywhere within kink, or what's what's going on? What it's you... just like everything else. Yeah. I mean, you can have sex with someone and actually have, you know, no intimacy. Um, yeah. And so, yes, of course, there's kink that takes place between people, people playing, exploring together, and, um, you know they're not really being very present they're not really connecting they're maybe stuck in some kind of habitual pattern or thinking about something entirely different you know while they're playing um Mm -hmm. and so yeah i guess more and more with um my work i realize that what it comes down to actually is is the intimacy um so I'm my interest in in kink is not so much um, as a you know as a you know kink community or as a thing. It's more like I'm interested in the truth of what can happen between two people, and um, often 
it's something kinky <laughs> that's just there when you, when you're with someone and you're connecting with them. Um, something uh, will unfold that has to do with um, power dynamics, where one person feels they like overpowering another person, or there's a desire to humiliate or be humiliated. There's a desire to play with uh, more fiery sort of animal uh, energies and play with more intensity and things like that. It's really when you get that intimate, you can get to a place where there's trust and anything can happen. Yeah. And when you create a space where you're interested in really being awake and being present with another person and you really are not afraid of what you might find and things that may have been hidden before or suppressed because maybe there's shame associated with it or maybe it doesn't really fit in with your idea as to what you're meant to be like, you know. Nice girls are not meant to want to dominate or humiliate someone, yeah. Mm -hmm. But when you are open to anything unfolding and not afraid of anything, then not only do these qualities and energies and sides of you come to the surface, but by allowing them and being aware of them, they quite often shift and, and transform. So, um, and, you know, this is a major aspect of my work. It's also using, exploring consciously with these themes for positive transformation and healing. So, for example, I... I might be playing with someone and I start having the desire to hurt them and this is not something that's just in me but it's something between us it's something in their system it feels like they want to be hurt corresponding to something in my system and we start going into this dynamic of me you know giving administering pain person and when we stay really awake with what's happening it might be that they when they really allow themselves yes actually I really want to be hurt I actually really want to be hurt um, that might then tip into something completely different perhaps they realize that this is not something that just happens in our little play together but actually in real life they've been attracting people who want to uh, who hurt them um, women who mess them around and um, they become conscious of this pattern during our play and this becoming conscious of it is a catalyst for then perhaps choosing differently perhaps you're aware in the future then of who you're attracting and what's actually going on and you're able to shift your pattern or perhaps in our exploration you reach a point where you, you connect with that part of you that goes enough <laughs> I don't want to be hurt anymore and, um, and yeah, there's something transformative that happens. So I think this is one of the ripples that happens during this conscious exploration is that it can be quite transformative. It's almost like cathartic, transformative play. Yeah. Wow. And, you know, it doesn't have to be about healing or transformation. It can just be about um, pleasure and exploration and adventure. But it's almost like a little side effect of when you, when you are really awake as to what's happening. Nothing ever stays the same. It's like the nature of consciousness. Yeah, that's a beautiful thing to see them transform like that. How do we all step more into intimacy and love? In the last podcast with Keith the Chocolate Shaman, 
He said the world is going to split into those who want to choose love and those who want to choose fear. Here's a quick clip of him saying that. I was exposed to this understanding in the 1980s that there was a huge polarization, a split coming on this planet where everyone would find it necessary to choose either one path or the other, either a love-based or a fear-based path. In every society, every group, every religion, there will be people choosing love and people choosing fear. Both sides get to look at each other and watch each other, so there's the maximum opportunity to decide. But each person needs to come to a place where they make a decision. And if they're not done with a fear-based path, if they're not done with killing other people as a way to solve their problems, if they're not done with racism and sexism, if they're not done with destroying the planet as a normal way to make money, they will be able to continue their lifetimes elsewhere, on their own planet, with people like themselves, and those people who are done with these things will be able to continue in their own way, on their own realities, without needing to live on a planet that is essentially controlled by people who aren't finished with those things yet. And this is the lifetime when we all decide, each for ourselves. There's absolutely no need to convince someone else where they should be. Everyone will take care of this themselves. Is there anything you think we can do to step closer into intimacy and love? Well, I guess it's worth reflecting on how important is intimacy to you. Mm -hmm. I think ultimately everyone has this really deep desire to be seen to be seen for who you are and all the different contradictory parts that make you up um, mm -hmm. and to feel like I'm okay as I am. And it's like the more that we um, allow ourselves to be seen, even though it's scary, yeah, the more we can cultivate our own self-love and um, feel um, connected to who we really are instead of trying to... Uh, you know, accommodate other people and fitting into some kind of role as to who we think we're meant to be or who other people want us to be. And so I think, you know, the best way to practice intimacy is in in your relationships, in your friendships, mm -hmm. um, in kind of contact with with other people in every moment, sort of being awake and, you know, am I hiding part of myself? Um or am I being honest? Am I, am I, do I have the courage to say something if it's actually different from the status quo? Do I have the courage to show this other aspect of my personality that might not be as, uh, you know, in, in the norm? So it's like in every moment we have the possibility of, of practicing courage to really show ourselves. I think also it's interesting when someone else, you observe someone else have the courage to really be themselves, maybe to say something, 
be a certain way that, that goes beyond the norm because people are afraid that they might be judged. And yes, it does happen, you know, that we are judged. But often it's fascinating because so often we're so inspired by people who have the courage to be different and say what they believe and really show up and be themselves. We're also secretly jealous when we see people like that. So I think it's really wonderful just to notice, like, what a gift it is when you see it in other people, what a gift it is for the world when they really show themselves. Uh, can I do that too a little bit today? It's important to remember that we can have intimacy with anyone at any time. It doesn't have to be directly with uh, an intimate partner. It can be with anyone. Absolutely. What happens if we avoid intimacy? So I think if we avoid intimacy, that means we avoid showing parts of ourselves. We just reveal the parts that we think will be met with approval. Um, it means that we're kind of always on alert because it means that there's certain aspects of ourselves um, that we have to protect, that we have to hide, and that sort of takes up a lot of energy. And, it, you know, there's a constant risk of, of being exposed, so um, we're kind of on, on alert. And it means that we, we can be manipulated as well because we've got something to lose. You know, someone can... If, if I'm just here showing all the parts of me I've got nothing to hide you know um, do you know what I mean like no 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 one can uh, manipulate me or catch me out or or something and I think avoiding intimacy um, you know leaves us very very lonely because there is no one who can really see us there we constantly have secrets and there is no one who knows everything about us. There is no one who we really can um, totally relax and be ourselves around. So I think um, it's not a very happy place to be. Do you think the avoidance of intimacy usually stems from childhood and the way we were raised? Uh, yes, absolutely. Um, and I don't, I'm not kind of pathologizing it saying some people have a fear of intimacy. I think it's really universal. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think we're all, I'm afraid of it. <laughs> I think we all are to a certain extent, and obviously some people more than others. And I think yes, I think it really does. Um, the roots of which are to be found in childhood experiences when you know we as children are exploring the world and trying out different things and getting to know different parts of us. And you know we we want to be loved. Not only do we want to be loved, but we need to be loved because we're dependent on our parents loving us and supporting us and nourishing us. And then we begin to realize that if we do certain things and behave in certain ways, then we get approval and love. And if we behave in other ways or show other sides of ourselves, we might uh, not get approval or more than that, we might get punished or our parents might withdraw their love from us. Um, you know, they're human beings. It's not so easy to just unconditionally love your children. And, um, and so we learn to, you know, show certain sides of ourselves and we learn to hide other sides of ourselves. Mm. And... Um, and this continues on throughout our lives. Yeah, and I think it's the part of the reason why you do your work and I do the work I'm doing with the magazine and the podcast to open people up to the possibilities of what true intimacy and true love is. Yeah. 
Yeah, one could say that it's maybe also part of the reason that we're here incarnating in these bodies <laughs> on this planet is, you know, what is love and how do we heal our relationship to life, to ourselves, to the beings around us and um, to love, yeah. That's a beautiful note to end on. Thank you for taking the time, Ruby, to speak to us about intimacy and about everything that you do. Pleasure. Do you have a website that people can reach you on? I do. It is www.alchemy-eros.com. Cool. And you're, you're based in Berlin. but I am based in Berlin. I travel a lot and uh, give workshops and sessions in London, Copenhagen, Prague. Um, I should be in Australia and Bali at the end of the year in New Zealand. So, yes. But you can check out the website for my calendar and um, where I shall be and when. Yeah, I highly recommend checking out Ruby's website and going to a workshop if you can. I've been in her space when she's running workshops and it's just a beautiful thing and I also love her voice. (laughs) So I had to get her on a podcast to hear her voice again. So as I say, it would be for your benefit if she is doing a workshop in your area, so do check her out. And thank you again, Ruby. It was awesome to have you on. I'm sure we'll have you on again. Awesome. Lovely to catch up with you. Thank you for listening to the Raw Attraction Magazine podcast. If you've enjoyed it, please share it and spread the love. Until next time, we wish you a loving, sexy, and intimate week.